Welcome to the Viewpoint Podcast with your host, Henry Grosek. Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosick. It's been a great pleasure today to welcome for the first time to Viewpoints, Rosemary Cotton, who's the CEO for Schools Plus. It's a, it's a wonderful NGO that does a great deal of great work in the space of supporting schools and individuals uh, in, the, in the area of disadvantage. Um, quite, a, quite an amazing NGO. But we'll get on to that in a moment. But firstly, welcome to Viewpoints, Rosemary Cotton. Thanks very much for having me. My pleasure. Now, Rosemary, you come from a lovely part of England, Surrey, and you came out to Australia some years ago, um, settled in Sydney 15 years ago, um, and you've stayed. Why on earth did you stay in Australia? Having been a convict settlement (laughs) by the English a couple hundred years ago. (laughs) Well, I think it's the the case for quite a lot of us who come over for a year or two to have an experience working overseas. And then I think the lure of Australia just kept me here. I've been very lucky to live close to the coast. Um, I love the the culture within Australia. And, um, yeah, it's now my home. So, yeah, really... Yeah, really value living here now and um, not sure about going back to the UK. No, no. Um, my wife comes from uh, England, more in the north, though, which uh, has an interesting relationship with the south. Uh, but no, she won't be going back. Now, um, you started off in the corporate sector and you moved to the not-for-profit sector. Why did you do that? I think so. When I started my career, I was a consultant. And so I spent quite a lot of time working with a range of different businesses, helping them solve problems. But um, all the time when I was doing that, I, I kept sort of thinking about what my purpose was and meaning in what I was doing. And when I was back in the UK, I had this great opportunity to do some mentoring of the equivalent of year 11 students in a particularly disadvantaged area of London and that was one of the first insights I got into working with students in that kind of community and some of the challenges that they face both at school and um, in their home lives as well and um, so after a few years working as a consultant, I just started to think about, well, how could I use the skills that I'd gained through doing that, but do something that was more aligned with something I really believed in? And so it was it was very fortunate that an opportunity came up to work for the Beacon Foundation, which are doing great things in connecting Uh, young people into positive pathways um, as they finish school and so that was my first foray into the education not-for-profit world and I haven't regretted um, for a day since that decision to make that move and so when the chance to actually set up a whole new organisation with Schools Plus came along um, it was it was a real gift and um, so I've been at Schools Plus probably for the last seven and a half years now and um, very, very passionate about making sure that 
kids, wherever they live or whatever background they come from, they have access to really great education opportunities. Um, and so that's sort of very much driven my career. Mm, it's 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 a great <clears throat> a great a great uh, aim. Schools Plus, the title, intriguing. Was there a story behind that? Well, I think it's really about what what is the role that philanthropy can play with schools. So, schools do amazing work um, themselves with students, but with the additional resources and funding and other support. What else could be possible? So that's where the plus bit comes in. And so it's very much the model is about understanding how what schools need. And our work is really driven by what a particular school community needs. And then adding to that um, funding, coaching, other resources that allow those schools to bring projects to life that are going to make a difference for the kids in that community. Mm. Yes, you, you work with in, in that, that particular space with kids often who uh, come from many different ways of life that are, are disadvantaged. What, what intrigues me as an educator myself, uh, and in a pleasant way, Rosemary, is that you, you seem to be working from a model of... Um, empowering people in their own destinies and schools as such uh, I'd argue that's a good model is that is that uh, am I accurate I think what I've learned um, along the way I think with schools plus has been that every school operates in its own unique school community and context and so uh, for example, um, a couple of years ago when I visited a group of schools in Catherine in the Northern Territory, some of the, the things that that school's particularly wanting to achieve, the context they're working in is so different from a school down the road from me in Western Sydney. Um, and so it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, which is very much why we don't tell the schools how to use their funding. What we do is give them, I guess, the, the support they might need to bring their own vision to life. And that's where some of the coaching really comes in to help the schools think about a vision for what they want their school community to be and their project to be. And so, and, and disadvantage looks different as well in different communities, whether it's through um, families, the kids are from low socioeconomic backgrounds or newly arrived families or kids that are, are living um, in rural and remote communities, incredibly different. So that's why we take a fairly tailored approach um, to supporting the schools. Mm. The coaching model is an interesting one because it uh, it suggests that Schools may have a great big heart and want to achieve things, but at times, sometimes the expertise to deliver might be lacking. Um, so how, do you, how does your coaching look in practice? Well, I think with um, all of the schools that we work with, the, the level of experience of the principals and leadership teams, it really varies. So there'll be schools where the coach is really um, simply a critical friend to bounce ideas off. 
And then for schools where the principal might be new or relatively inexperienced, there's a real opportunity for um, professional learning to happen um, with the, the whole school leadership team if they want to be involved in that. So it's really about meeting the school leadership team where they're at and how ready they are to embark on on change within their schools. It's a good point uh, that you make uh, there, Rosemary. When you take a short break, can you hold the line? Sure thing. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosek, in the middle of a discussion with Rosemary Conn, who's the CEO of Schools Plus, the great work uh, that NGO does in the space of supporting schools and individuals who are often battling to, to achieve their dreams. Welcome back, Rosemary. Thank you. Now, Rosemary, you must have an anecdote somewhere. There's probably dozens of them because I'm sure you've got enough evidence and data to... to uh, continue with your work and have the support from your wonderful uh, philanthropists, um, a story that resonates with you of success. One of the things that, that we do um, is also run the Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards, which is very much about um, finding, recognising awesome teachers and school leaders within the school education system and this year, um, Jay Page was one of those teaching award winners. And so I was really lucky to have the opportunity to visit her at her school in Queensland. And it was just such a memorable trip. So Jay, um, when she greeted me, she was um, this amazing sort of walking um, palette of colours um, she looked exactly how you'd imagine uh, a primary school teacher to look in just such a fantastic way. And you've never met someone with such energy and passion for STEM. Um, so she was very much um, focused on ensuring that kids were really fired up in her school about science, technology, engineering and maths. And we walked through a couple of classrooms and the kids just stopped and were asking her lots of questions, coming up to her to talk about um, the work they were doing in STEM. And the teachers were as well. When they knew that I was coming to visit, they came and sought me out to tell me how amazing Jay was in the school and how she had not just shared with the kids her passion, but she'd actually been involved in setting up this network of teachers within the school to think about their teaching practice in a really different way. And so she just, she was like this dynamo and her energy had really infected everyone across the school. And I just wish there was a Jay in every school in the country, frankly, she was amazing. And so that was one of my more recent opportunities to see some of the work that we do in action. Amazing. It is, and it always uh, leaves you feeling good. Now, your impact report, um, obviously uh, you'd want to see results for the work and the time and money that you put in and so do the schools. So your impact report, your most recent one, what are the things that stare you in the face in that uh, report, Rosemary? I think one of, one of the things that we've seen a lot of over the last 
18 months or nearly two years now um, since we as a country were hit by bushfires and then COVID has been the significant impact on students' mental health and well-being. So that was a big focus last year for school projects um, and this year as well we've seen almost 40% of applications coming through from schools with a focus of lifting student well-being. Um, and it's been fantastic to see some of those types of projects, as well as the more traditional literacy and numeracy projects, having a really significant impact. So we've had 82% um, of schools, despite all of the restrictions, having achieved their project goal and 5% having even exceeded what they set out to do. So we're pretty thrilled that um, that in spite of everything, schools have really continued to to make a difference for their students. And the the outcomes really show that. And we're not just focused on the literacy and numeracy outcomes. We're looking at the whole child. So whether that's looking at the well-being aspects, but also some of those other general capabilities that a lot of schools are working to develop that critical thinking, communication, creativity. Um, those skills are really coming out in the kids. Mm, that's uh, very refreshing to hear that you've got a broader focus. And I knew that anyway, because uh, sometimes we get very bogged down in our schools with um, the focus uh, that's directed upon us on so heavily on literacy and numeracy. Now, you work with over a 1,000 schools. How do you fit them all in? Well, we're, we're very busy. But <laughs> 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 um, there is a, just a fantastic team at Schools Plus. So we have a team who um, support from behind the scenes and then we have over 30 coaches who are retired principals often or education directors, um, people that have got some really sound experience both in coaching and also working within schools and they're connected with the school projects and so they have really delivered amazing um, support to schools and that's really enabled us to work with more schools and I guess the other thing is that our donors over the last couple of years, despite the challenges of um, you know, economic downturns, etc., they've stuck by us. And so we've been really lucky that we've been able to continue to grow the number of schools that we can actually work with. Mm, no, it's, it, it's fabulous. Of course, the flip side to everything, and I know as a teacher or as a principal and working with teachers um, and also parents, um, in our focus on the children, which is obviously our primary focus, uh, focusing on our own well-being and our own organisation's uh, health and well-being goes a long way to contributing to how well we'll do with kids. What about yourself and your organisation? Because it's had to have been tough times in, uh, in your space over the last two years too, uh, Rosemary. I think for anyone that's... Um that's been uh, working from home over the last couple of years. It's been a real challenge and particularly for our Victorian team who've been in lockdown for just an extraordinary uh, number of days. The team have been amazing at supporting each other. So they're very collaborative and 
there have been a lot of opportunities that we tried to create for people to connect with each other, even if it can't be in person, but in casual ways online to help people feel like they're still part of the Schools Plus community um, and trying to encourage people to take breaks. We, we've actually set up um, one wellbeing day a term that, um, that the team can take and trying to encourage them to do that, even though there aren't many places they can actually go for their on their days off, but um, even if it's just to step away from the computer. So I'm hoping that that means that um, through all of this, that um, it's had an impact on people's health and well-being. But I think there's no dressing it up. It's been a pretty challenging time. Absolutely. And of course, um, we can't have people in your organisations such as School Plus falling over. You, you're interested in yoga, I see. Well, a couple of years ago, I trained to be a yoga teacher and... Uh, I would say it's really been more theoretical than put into practice. <laughs> but <laughs> it was one of the most amazing uh, experiences. I absolutely loved doing the training. And it's really given me skills I can use in, in general life. Um, there, there's a lot of wisdom that comes out of yoga. Um, and so although I've been putting it into practice a bit myself, uh, I still haven't quite plucked up the courage to start teaching a lot of classes. So <laughs> watch this space. Watch this space. From what I know of Rosemary Con from a distance, um, that should not be a great challenge down the track. Uh, time's got away from us, Rosemary. People want to get in touch with you because there's, uh, there's a lot of ways people can get involved uh, on both sides of the spectrum. How would they do that? We'd love to hear from anyone that wants to get in touch, whether that's a school or um, someone that's involved with a school or someone that's interested in supporting. And um, probably the best thing is through our website. So that's www.schoolsplus.org.au. Quite simple. Rosemary, in congratulating you and your team and your organisation on the great work you do in that space, uh, I'd like to thank you for your time today too. Thanks very much for the conversation. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. It was Rosemary Conn, the CEO of Schools Plus, one of those NGOs that does a lot of work and a lot of it, uh, it doesn't get seen in the wider community, but it makes such a big difference to people and their, and their life chances. We'll take a short break. Don't go away. You've been listening to the Viewpoints Podcast, hosted by Henry Grossek and produced by Rob Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rate us via Apple Podcasts.